BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch. All alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Music box. Yes, cut the music box. Give me my happy day. Give me my lovely day. Give me my lovely day back. Let's start it all over again. Lovely day. Terrell Farley, lovely day. Leaving me on a hot mic box <laughs> It's not a good thing to do Cause there's a whole bunch of people out there That don't do the right thing that they need to do And they leave them cars all over Just hanging all out of them Y'all, I'm on the show today, show today, show today, but I'm going to have a oh. lovely day. <laughs> Man, I don't know if you boo you or start crying. Man. <laughs> I don't care. That was, that was terrible. I don't care. It's all these baby smiles. <laughs> all right, I'm back. Whew. Hot topics. I ain't done. Hot topic, VJ Hot topic. can't sing. That's one. Hot topic. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Deion Sanders goes to shake Eddie Robinson Jr.'s hand. Right? Well, first of all, that's not the Eddie Robinson that used to coach as their son. So, that he just has the name. So, let's get that clear. Out the, his out, name's out, just Eddie Robinson right. Jr. His name's just Eddie Robinson Jr. <laughs> um, he said this – he said, not, he said Dion's not swack enough for him, you know, and, and and but set the tone first, Terrell. You gotta set the tone. What happened? Well, uh, he pushed him. I mean, Dion, no, Dion went over to shake his hand. I guess Dion pushed him. He didn't want to do the. Uh, 
I guess Dion held, held on a little too much. Let me set the tone and then you can respond. Here's how it happened. The game is over. Okay? Game is over. They walk out to shake each other's hands like any civilized coach would do. And as he's shaking their hand, you know how we come in for the bro hug? Yeah. He stopped him. Yeah. And and pushed him away. And Dion was like, what's up with that? Well, you know, it goes you know it goes it goes back a little farther than that. It goes um well first of all, Dion came out the uh tunnel pregame, took the long way around. So he walked all the way around the long way. Didn't want to meet up with the, the pregame shenanigans and talk. You know how coaches meet at the fifty yard line and, and talk. And Dion didn't do that. So, you know, that I guess that kind of felt disrespectful to that coach, you know, that Dion didn't shake his didn't do a pregame talk with him. And you know, I, I listened to some people on the uh, on some on some recordings, and Dion walked all through their side. And people like, "What the is he doing over here?" You know, because I, I don't know. Well, but, you know, well, he, here's the yeah, but okay, so they were supposed to get parking passes and take game tickets that they never received. If you go and listen to Dion's pregame speech to the team, he was saying the fact that they didn't want to give him parking passes and. Oh, my gosh, I would hate to have to deal so, with that. You know, but that's not a football coach's job to get you a, a parking pass or parking tickets. That's nah, well, I'm, see, that's what his I'm job, saying. I'm job, talking yeah. about the – And people put a lot into it, though. You know, it's not – I know that's a way to motivate your team, but come on, man. You can't walk through the people opposing team sideline all the way up to, you know, take the long way. That's disrespectful. Bro, I, I'm not I'm not saying that, but what? But which I'm, – I'm saying what – prompted him to do that was it, they didn't give the school Jackson State parking passes and tickets. You get it? They didn't give them to him. So when we go to a away game, we get four tickets, right? Back in our day, I don't know what they get now, but we got four away tickets too. Well, how do they get those tickets? From the opposing team's university. So I don't know if that's what prompted Dion to walk through their deal, which you're right. That's so disrespectful. I mean, that's that's. But that's is just, it disrespectful for the players to to berate him and call him everything but a child of God too? I mean, hey, that's that's that, that's between them two universities. That's that's bad blood. So you know, you what you do is you take it out on each other on the football field. You you know just you know don't. I mean, it, it doesn't. I would say does it put a black eye on the HBC colleges for them doing that at mid midfield? It, it's, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. See, that, that's the biggest part is the black-on-black black crime here. You know, you got two head coaches, good, probably good head coaches. I mean, the score was 26-12. to 12. They say Jackson State was never a game, really, but for 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 us to do that with each other and show bad sportsmanship, you're supposed to have good sportsmanship on every level. No no matter what happens, you're supposed to have good sportsmanship. You know, there's things that happen in the game that you're not, you know, you get a little hyped up or whatever, but after the game is over, when the game is over, the game is over. Shake hands and walk away at least, maybe not as friends, but maybe frenemies. Well, but yeah. don't make a skeptic. You know that it's going to be uh, magnified. When you do that to Deion Sanders, 
I don't blame Eddie Robinson Jr. though because he was just I mean he did the he wanted to get his point across. He wasn't happy with what Dion did, which was running, you know, not in conservative plays toward the of end. Of course you don't agree, Bob. You know why? Why? You know why you don't agree with that? With that with that take? Why? Have you ever been a coach before? No. Have you ever been a head coach? No, I've never Have been a head ever, coach. Well, well, then you wouldn't understand that. If he had a problem with what he did, then what he should have did was took his button to the locker room. That was a bigger statement. But don't walk out and shake a person's hand and then physically restrain them from doing what we've always done, whether it's white or black. We all give each other, most men give each other the bro hug when you see each other. Yeah, but he's not happy with how the the game was coached toward the end. He, and he didn't push him. He just said, "Hey, I'm not. You know, we're not bros right now." Yeah, he didn't come out and give. He didn't do it pregame. He said that in, the, in this postgame too. Uh, Robinson Jr. did said we didn't do that pregame. Now he want to act like we're friends when he's at the end. And he didn't push him. He just said, "I we're not doing bro hug. I'm walking away." And then Dion pushes him. Mm. No, he didn't. He didn't. He if just you beat me, shake my hand. Let's let's go. Shake your hand. Do the quick handshake like that. And leave. Turn around and leave. If he didn't want to do it, that's him. You know, Dion. You know, he 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 made it worse than what it is. He did. Yeah, I mean, he like can I say said, that so right. that's what I'm saying. If 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 okay, Bach, I like where you where you come from when you say that he didn't want to talk to him during pregame. Well, I don't talk to my. I don't like talking to the opposing coach during pregame. Well, Coach Osborne did it. You know, they sit there, they chat for a minute, and they go their different ways. I mean, I mean, if if you want to say you don't, that's you. But I don't see coaches after twenty five years of yeah. coaching. I mean, I don't. You, you still see coaches right before on TV right before the game talking, probably thirty five, forty five minutes before kickoff. It's a tradition. So if you want to break it, then break oh, it. Tradition. So tradition. The black uh, shirts were a tradition too. Yeah, we still are. You know that. <laughs> what you mean? I'm just saying. You said it was a tradition for the coaches to talk before the game. I mean, I, I have seen it probably. 40 years of my life being able to watch TV and see it for myself. And I'm not going to say when I was two years old, oh, yeah, I've seen two coaches. No, because I didn't. But when I was if six. Dion walk, if Dion walked through their pregame, then he's wrong for walking through their pregame. That, that That's not right. No, he took the long okay. way coming out the stadium, walking into the stadium. He walked all the way on their side through the, you know, and, and I heard him change. His, he, he changed the way he was going. Right, but what I'm saying is, is, is two wrongs don't make a right. You're right about that. Yeah. So, but but it, but it started way back in. I guess they didn't give them the tickets, and now because they didn't give them tickets and parking passes, this is the away game. And and listen, he has a he has a point here. Before the game, when they that game was a sellout, they've never had a sellout. It's their homecoming. They sold out because it was playing Jackson State. Well, you know, it's Grambling home, homecoming. I guarantee you Grambling sells out because of, the, because of the band, Alabama State. It's still, still because of the band. Alabama State is a is a great college down there. It's, it's like where I'm from. But when they band plays, people listen. You know, that, mm-hmm. And that's what people go watch at the HBCU college. They go watch the band. They're going to sell out because of the band. They're not selling out because of Deion Sanders. I guarantee you that. Oh no! That well, you might want to go pay attention and go look the same well, wherever you watched. Wherever you watch that stuff, go watch the other stuff. Grambling, I'm just saying, Grambling is going to sell out. 
every every game because of their band. Alabama State's gonna Howard University. They're gonna sell out because yeah, of their band. They're not selling out, man. I they mean, ain't selling out every game, bro. Come on, stop that. They're not selling out every game. Bro. Okay, Mister. They're not. <laughs> They not real. They're not okay, selling if out they're at home, brother. If they're at home and if they're homecoming, of course a okay. HBCU gonna uh, gonna sell out. They're going for the show, right. the halftime shenanigans. Yeah, I'm just saying it was Jackson State. I'm not defending Deion. I'm just saying that was a hot topic. See, I'm not defending him. You're right, Terrell. You're right. Your your take is right. Okay. <laughs> Period. Bruce Davis. You're right. Bruce Davis. Just gonna start hey. agreeing with everybody. Bruce Bruce Davis <laughs> said they sell out for the beautiful women there. I bet they do. It's 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 it's, the, it's a anyway. He shouldn't. I I just thought that they the whole deal shouldn't have happened. Those players shouldn't have been saying the things that they were saying to Dion for even walking through there. You know, Dion was wrong for walking through there. Lucky a player didn't do something to him, which he had he had armed security walking with him though. So I just that was just a hot topic. Uh, uh, uh Bob, do you believe that Nebraska economy wins when Nebraska wins? Oh, absolutely! It's uh, it's it's been shown, and uh, even even going down there for pregame, it, it's kind of interesting because you know I I keep going back to this, but I keep thinking of DP last year for the Ohio State game, which Nebraska turned it around. But you have to remember going into that game, people weren't too excited, and it was still it was just quiet. Everybody was there. Every, there you know, there's still the crowd. There's still the sellout. But it was just really quiet. Uh, but that's how much Nebraska fans are interested in, you know, helping uh, their football team, help support their football team. It's just tradition is, you know, regardless of where their team's at. And we're, again, seeing it with reports uh, just yesterday. The, the sellouts are going to continue. The people are going to continue to go um, regardless of kind of what's going on. And that's why for not just here in Nebraska, but you hear from people around the nation say Nebraska fans deserve better. They, you know, they, they're, they're so loyal. They deserve better. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. It's not that you deserve a better coach. You deserve a better team. Better product, yeah. Yeah, and, you got, and you're getting a better team now because you have a better coach. You know, but you know, at the same time, it's, it's it, at the end of the day, it's what Trev wants, and and it's what the top people at the top of the the chain of of college football for Nebraska wants. So you know, we got to just wait and see. Mm. Okay. What about Brewington? Tyler Olson says, "Can we get a shout out for tight end Chancellor Brewington, who was a dog out there blocking, smacking, and when he got the ball, it looked like that's somebody we probably want to get the ball to." Dude yeah. always doing the dirty work where Travis gets the targets. I'm very impressed with his speed after the catch uh, Friday night. Um, kind of looked like a, a receiver, a real receiver, you know, like like a like a skinny guy running. But you know, he's he's got good size on him, got great hands, and 
you know, I think they need to give him the ball more too. Well, yep. when you have two tight ends, when you have two tight ends that can play, you got a big guy, little guy, guy that's more. You want to get the ball into his hands early because with, I think it's after the catch what he can do better than, you know, when he just catches a big play in traffic. I want to see what he can do once he touches that ball and gets going. When he's also yeah. kind of their default fullback. I mean, <laughs> as skinny as he is, and they don't have, you know, fullbacks on the roster with the the, the offensive system they were running. Um, they've, you know, they've motioned him into that role uh, a few times, and that's who I would motion in their role. He was well-known last year for kind of his goal line. You know, you get him on the move, and, and you know, and, and he'll blow somebody up on the other side. He's one of their more physical blockers, and, and yeah, again, it, it's still, I mean, he's a skinny tight end, but, uh, you know, you can use that to your advantage on his routes too so I'd love to see him get a little bit more involved there's a lot of guys um that uh, that you know sometimes you would like to see get a little more involved I mean that's that continue with the the Ramir Johnson's and Omar Manning and now Isaiah Garcia Castaneda out but there's only so much ball um so on one hand you want to say well I want to win and lose uh, with my best players, I want uh, I want Trey Palmer getting all the deep balls. I want uh, Anthony Grant to get a lot of touches. There are only so many touches. So you got to kind of remember that as you go throughout a game. But um, all that being said, I would like to see Bruinton a little bit more involved. Mm. I think it, I think it, it would help the offense tremendously. And and you know we got Tommy Tommy Hill switching to receiver. I think you you're going to see Tommy Hill's best position probably is receiver. We had him playing defensive back. But I think his best receiver, his position is receiver. We'll see. We'll see. I believe he'll get targeted in this game, and I believe he'll he'll become a weapon for us because we. There's a reason why they had him back on kickoff return because he can after the catch. He's pretty amazing, or he wouldn't have been back there. I, and I always thought that that was kind of peculiar that he was a defensive back and he was back there on kickoff return. I thought that that was kind of peculiar. What do you think about that, Terrell? As far as him being on offense now. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I have to probably just see it with my own eyes. And, um, but, you know, if it, if it works for the team and if he can help out the team, that's good. You know, I, I would rather have him, you know, still, you know, a backup at corner just in case something happens to someone that, you know, he can be the next great option. But, you know, if they need him at receiver, then, hey, let him go. Hmm. Purdue. We got Purdue. We got Purdue. Purdue's a good football team. It's going to take a lot of discipline to beat Purdue. We cannot go out and make and have two turnovers, two interceptions, and do some of the things a block uh, punt and think that we're going to beat Purdue. They're they're more of a disciplined football team. They'll grind it out. They'll take what you give them. I mean, nine to six. What was going on in that football game against Iowa? Oh, the it Illinois game? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it had to be some defense going on, right? Oh, yeah, and a little a little lack of offense as well, as uh, Iowa usually throws in there. And then Illinois had their backup quarterback, um, which <laughs> does have a victory over Nebraska in the past, but uh, not exactly um, a great quarterback. I mean, he's fine. He's a good backup quarterback, has been at Rutgers and Illinois, but um, so that kind of limited what they could do. But um, it is interesting, especially with this Purdue game, um, I like it's when we get back to the Mickey Joseph stuff and I, you know, I know we're not diving too deep into that, but I think that from here on out the schedule, there's no games that you can look down on and say, well, they won, but finally they beat Rutgers and they should beat Rutgers. Rutgers doesn't win at home or yeah, they beat Indiana, but they should beat Indiana. I think Purdue, Illinois, 
Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, all these teams, they're impressive victories now if you get them. And that's, you know, if, if you look at uh, kind of projections and stuff like that, there's some people not projecting Nebraska to make a bowl game because the schedule does get considerably more difficult. None of them are, are kind of in that, you know, I don't, I, I think nobody but Michigan and Illinois is barely clinging into the top 25. They're not, not overwhelming, but these are good football teams. So, you know, um, and, and better than what we've seen in Rutgers and Maryland. And I think Purdue starts that off. I think they're legitimate, uh, pretty darn good football team. Uh, they usually show up, and they did again this year by beating Minnesota, a top 25 opponent. They beat two top five opponents last year in Iowa and Michigan State. Um, and then, but the, the problem with them is consistency, right? I think they would have beat Penn State earlier in the year if they knew how to run the ball a little bit better and time management and stuff like that. But they're the Big Ten team that throws the ball all over the yard. And so it's a little bit inconsistent as a program where they can kind of rise up and get the big wins, but don't necessarily always beat the teams they should beat. I think they're probably, if you look from the outside, viewing Nebraska as a team they should beat. So maybe that means, you know, they'll play down to the opponent. Nebraska plays up and you get the victory. I don't know. I, I, I know one thing. Any team can get beat on any given Sunday or or Friday or Thursday or Saturday. <laughs> and they can get beat. And so I think that if we go and we play this disciplined football, Mickey, Bill Bush, the boys, they all do it. They, do, they, they seem to be doing a greater, better job at game planning and getting the, the young men to play at a high level. We got to be able to run the ball. Grant, has got to get back to form. I don't think we had over, what, 75 yards? Did Grant have over 75? Not running, but total, I think he did. Well, I mean, I, I listen, you kill him if you if you can't beat him in the run game, you beat him in the pass game. But but either way, you got to beat him. Somehow, some way, you got to come up with a yeah, win. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and that leads to my my answer, my question about, you know, with Bill Bush, you know, it's a good thing that he's a defensive coordinator because – I think Shenander was just playing a base defense every play. But the thing with Bill Bush is that he's throwing different looks at, at teams. And, and 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 for the short amount of time he's been coordinated, at, it, it benefits Nebraska because he can make adjustments and call come out in another defense that they haven't prepared for. So it, it kind of gives us an advantage on defense because every week he's throwing something else out there new. So, you know, new players, new schemes, new new direction of the football team is going in. So that's good for us because, you know, they don't know what he's gonna run this week. Mm. I, I'm I'm just I am I am I'm excited. I gotta look at Purdue. I wanna break Purdue down because I, I know Purdue has a high power offense. They've been raving about the quarterback. What's his name? O'Connor what's his Aiden quarterback's O'Connell. name? Yep, Aiden O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, they've been talking about him, you know, uh, as far as him being preseason this and preseason that and could be a top pick in the draft and blah, 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 blah. So I'm really interested to see what we're going to do against them. I'm really interested to see which one of those defensive backs are going to step up. Now, have we heard or not from from Reimer? Is Reimer planning on playing in this game? I haven't heard anything. I think maybe we'll hear a little bit more from Mickey Joseph at the at the podium here in a little bit. But um, you know, there's <laughs> it's actually quite a, quite a few updates that I think that are going to be asked. Um, but that is one of them. Um, obviously, when we talk about holds in that game, I think Rutgers uh, touchdown, the lone touchdown that game, Reimer was held, uh, and, and a lot of Nebraska fans saw that. But didn't play in the second half. I thought he was playing really well, and I think he's been coming on, uh, you know, kind of playing to his old form as of late with with Bill Bush taking over, maybe kind of freeing him up, allowing the play a little bit better. Um, so I mean, I think he's huge. I think I, you know, I, I maybe kind of battle in between him and Garrett Nelson, but I think he might be your best defender. So it'd be huge to not, not to if, if you lose him. 
What kind of game did you think O'Shawn Mathis had, Black Shirt? I think that he he had a role in the game. You know, he, he he's his role is to, you know, I think they let Caleb come in and wear guys down. Then I think they come with Mathis throwing his hands up, and and he's got a very good fast start, and he's a bigger guy. So you know, it, it's it's intangibles with him, but you know, I think he's more of like, you know, he's a. He he comes off the line great, you know. I would like to see him do more moves with his body and try to fight fight off a little bit more on contact. But he does a, he does a solid job for us. We just got this in. Jim says produce quarterback is not playing. He's injured. Uh, he, he, well, he did play against uh, Maryland. He he's been he's he's been out of games for Purdue, um, but he did play against Maryland. So he's a bit he's banged up, but. I, I I haven't seen anything about him not playing this week as of yet. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely going to check into that, but I think that that – I mean, listen, when was the last time we had three picks in the game? Hmm. Been a long time. Man, three picks in the game. That that was, for me, that was the telltale sign that this defense is alive. They're taking the ball away. I did not like not being able to get off a of block stuff. You know, not being able to get off a box. Nate, let me just say something. Let me, and I don't want to, I really don't, I'm not to my own horn, but I do have to say this because y'all be laughing at that, my intro when it says, and Rashawn gets to the 24 yard line. <laughs> I know what that plays from now. I was streaking wide open in the KU game and Scott kind of underthrew it, got it to me, but kind of underthrew it. And they had two people over the top and, I made a cut and the guy got me. And that was, but that was like a forty-some yard pass. Just so y'all know, just wanted to make sure I reiterated that for all the people that were saying you should have did something after you get the ball. I did. I got it all the way down to the twenty-four. We're on our forty. What? Mm-hmm. Just the truth. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's the truth. 40-yard 40, 40 yard catch. Catch and run. Yeah, it was a catch and run. Uh, it's it Versus Kansas. You was there. You was, where's you there? Kansas? 96 game. Yeah. Man, that's at home. Remember the night game? Yeah. Yeah. We played in there Kansas. Creating, you was reaping havoc. I was trying to get that pick. <laughs> Too legit to quit. Did you listen to hey did you listen to MC Hammer growing up, Terrell? Who didn't? Yeah. I know. So at the break, I had parachute plans complete and all. Go at the break, Terrell. Hey, this is 93.7 the ticket. I'm with the captain and Bach. We'll be back after these commercials. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.